and welcome to the latest uh, episode of the I'm doing this on my own because Paul and Owen aren't here. It's the latest episode of the bonus feature on the Big Review Ski. I'm Rory Cashin and today uh, I will be talking about, well talking to, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, two of Hollywood's biggest uh, up and coming, can I even call them up and coming stars anymore? They uh they directed Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2, two of my favourite animated movies of the last decade. They also directed the Lego movie and uh, a little a little film called Solo, or, well, half of one, because uh, they got replaced halfway through by Ron Howard. They also did 2122 Jump Street and have had a hand in some of the biggest and best films of, well, recent years. Uh, the opportunity came up because they Phil Lord is the co-writer and both of them are co-executive producers on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is in Irish cinemas this week. So we sat down and talked a bit about that as well as uh, some of their best characters they've come up with in their movies and the big, huge top secret project that they're working on next. So here is me talking to Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Hello, Chris. Phil, right beside him. Hello, Phil. How are you both doing today? We're great. A little bit of jet lag. Other than that, we're good to go. There's nothing six espressos can't fix. Just a six today, okay? Well, it's early, so we've yeah. got we've yeah. got plenty of time Moderate for a few more. Well, congratulations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> congratulations on the movie. I absolutely loved it. I, I thought it was brilliant and original, and there's so much in there for everyone who goes to see it but one of the things I I will say even from my own perspective before going to see it was was there any pushback against having to do not having to do but doing another Spider-Man movie even though it is completely different but so soon after we've had so many reboots well we started this film before uh, Homecoming even was a, a, a twinkle in somebody's eye uh, and and so we've we've been just lying in wait in the bushes. <laughs> um, yeah, they, uh, Sony came to us four years ago and said, "What about doing an animated Spider-Man movie?" And you know, the obvious, um, obviously, we're, we took a moment to think about that because you know, a, a, as you mentioned, there's you know, there is definite um, superhero saturation in the marketplace. But uh, at the same time, we thought it was an opportunity to tell Miles Morales' story, which would feel like something new and a new twist on on the uh, on the Spider-Man myth that we know so well. Um, but also, it was an opportunity to use animation as a medium to um, to tell a story in a visual style that you've never seen before, to so feel like you're actually walking inside the, a 3D version of a, of an artist. Uh, drawing and so every frame could look like a painting well just in terms of uh, adapting the Miles Morales story I think you have uh, successfully accomplished in telling a story that has some fantastic alternatives to what we're used to seeing in superhero movies and the fact that he, he does have a different racial background and we are seeing uh, in, in the shape of Hayley Steinfeld's character uh, a, a female version of it which is something that the fans have been crying out for god knows how long um how important was that for you guys to to come at it knowing you know this is going to be very different to what we've come before uh what we've done before and what do you think is the next big step to take because uh, superhero movies are always looked at to when it comes to black panther and wonder woman what we're going to accomplish next what is next to be accomplished 
Well, certainly we wanted to make a movie that reflected the, the world that we live in and that honored what Stanley and Steve Ditko created, which is a superhero that's a regular person. Back in 1962, you know, there's the idea of a superhero that was a nerdy kid from, uh, you know, lower middle class Queens was a pretty radical idea. And we have always felt that the power of this character is that anyone can be behind that mask. And I think that's why, you know, Spider-Man is so popular. And and you can see it in the comics. They've, they've just gone wild <laughs> with different interpretations of the character. And, and we thought that was such a really inspiring thing. And uh, we always felt, as young people, so included by Stan Lee in his letters that he would write to fans that were in the books. We just felt like we were part of a community. We wanted to make a movie that was inclusive and welcoming as he was. And what's cool about it to me is that it's a movie that if you're uh, if you're really into comics, there's a lot uh, of rewarding stuff in there for you. And if you aren't at all, and you don't uh, you don't know anything about Spider-Man, or you're like our parents who couldn't tell you Spider-Man from Batman. Um, there, it's just as enjoyable because it's at the end of the day, it's a really relatable universal story about a kid and his family and a new group of friends trying to find his way and, and, and trying to become the best person he could be. And it's just something that I think uh, that anyone can relate to. Um, and in terms of, I guess, your your own careers, it does uh, kind of funnel down into this movie as well, is that it is very different to what people have seen before. Even, even for me, who I've seen as a film critic, tens of thousands of films, not all of them good, believe it or not. Um, but... <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy with the amount of risks you guys seem to take, even as far back as uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is still one of my faves, um, and Lego Movie and Twenty One Twenty Two Jump Street. Like, it, how accepting, I guess, can I put it? How accepting is Hollywood when it comes to you guys wanting to take these risks? Um, you know, they've been uh, good to us so far. I would say, um, you know, it's been. Uh, to Sony's credit on this film, we told them from the beginning that we wanted to uh, push uh, uh, the movie as far as we could and have it look as groundbreaking as we could possibly make it and tell a story in as new of a way as possible. At, at the end of the day, um, you know, people want a new experience. They want something fresh and unique. They don't want to see the same thing they've seen 400 times before. And as long as you're delivering an emotional story with a lot of heart that makes you care about the characters and their relationships that you want to go on this journey um i think people are hungry for something new and so uh, that's what we're always trying to do we're always asking how could we make this more uh unique more more special uh, at every stage of the production and um and this movie uh, is taking it to its most in insane uh, <laughs> uh, conclusions. Yeah, the audience rewards originality, and and we just and that lines up with what we are chasing artistically. What what can be done that hasn't been done already? Uh, that that's what gets us up in the morning, and we sort of don't care how hard it is. <laughs> Well, that like I one day we'll sleep. 
<laughs> what uh, <laughs> a day off in the future will be a good day. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it, it it does seem like you guys are are whenever there's a, a major project in the works, um, and no one's been specifically attached yet, it does seem like you two guys always end up in the shortlist for people wanting to direct. Uh, you know, pretty much any anything that comes out, they're like, oh, we'd love Lord Miller to, to hop on this. Like, is that it, does that bring its own set of challenges for you guys? Because people have in their mind what a Lord and Miller movie might be like, but you you successfully manage to change that every time you make a new Lord and Miller movie. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult if your your stock in trade is originality. It means you can't do it the same way twice, and. I think that the artists, that, the fine artists that we like are folks that, you know, that one work is different than the next. Uh, and I think we would love to be able to look back at a filmography years from now and feel like every picture was different from the other one. And I think that, I don't know, it just seems more, it seems more interesting that way for us. Yeah, I, 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 it's also you know from a viewer's perspective, it's it's a lot more interesting as well. So uh, I would like to congratulate you on that. Um, just oh, thanks. <laughs> just a quick question about looking back. Uh, I know this might be a bit uh, biased of me, but I absolutely love Steve the Monkey. Is he the most fun character <laughs> in the history of the world to write dialogue for? Oh man, um, it, 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 well, what's funny about Steve the Monkey from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is that his dialogue uh, was actually kind of hard to write for, as, as simple as it seems, because it always had to be something that was um, dumb and basic for an animal-like, but also could be misinterpreted by Flint as something profound and deep. It had a sort of being there quality. Um, it was yes, a Charlie Gardner thing going on. Every line was a puzzle piece. <laughs> so it, it, it seems like it was just uh, being uh, silly in the in the recording booth with Neil Patrick Harris, who was the voice. Uh, but at the end of the day, it actually was very, very carefully planned out. <laughs> um, believe it or not. Oh, I, I believe it. Nothing that funny uh, normally <laughs> happens by accident. And then just one final question, if that's okay. Uh, just looking forward uh, on on IMDb. Now, you can tell me if this is incorrect. Uh, Artemis looks like the next project you two guys are working on, uh, which is the next book from the guy who wrote The Martian, which was huge. Uh, can it you tell was. Me? It's a delightful book. It's a, It's a book about a uh, a, a heist on the moon in the lunar colony, um, and um, and uh, with this around this young woman named Jasmine, who is a really uh, interesting, fun character, and it's you know it's it's very early in development, um, but uh, the exciting possibilities of that movie, um, and we love the way that uh, Andy Ware um, creates these very realistic, grounded science facts factual based stories that are um that are still um very exciting and fun and and full of possibility i love that character i fell in love with her brain <laughs> and and we wanted we hope we can make a picture that makes you fall in love with the way somebody thinks and at the same time tell a really interesting western 
set on the moon. Oh wow! <laughs> well, I look I look forward to you both attempting once again to uh, make another original original uh, Lord and Miller movie. <laughs> That's the goal. We're always trying to uh, turn things on their ear. Well, thanks so much. Thanks so we much, guys. It. Have it. Have a great day and enjoy Express on Number Seven now. <laughs> All right, thanks. Cheers. Bye bye. <laughs> so that was Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, two very lovely guys, very forthcoming. Lots of information there about Spider Verse, about uh, you know the the filmmaking process for two uh, risk taking guys like those, and the huge Artemis kind of the semi follow up sci fi to Ridley Scott's The Martian because it's based on a book by the same author. Uh, the book I have actually read it. It's uh, it's very funny, very smart uh, heist western thriller. I do recommend that. Um, I also really recommend Spider Man Into the Spider Verse because it's one of the best comic book movies ever made. Uh, I'm not just saying that because I spoke to the two guys there. Um, yeah, so really really cool guys. Uh, check out the full review of the movie up on Jolly right now, and uh, we will be back soon with even more. But bonus features. Uh, we've had recent ones there with the cast of Crimes of Grindelwald and I've forgotten the other one. It's gone from my head. It was right there. Oh, Creed 2. Sorry. Creed 2 is also there. It's right in front of me. Uh, so yes, enjoy and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>